Previously on This Is How We Roll. Genril, while you're sleeping in the inn for the remainder of the night after the party, you are awoken by a loud clap of thunder and a bright flash of lightning. You realize or recognize immediately this figure as the deity of your religion, Talos. You were destined to journey with these travelers, and you will have a part to play in their story. And what you find is a shield made of glass and stone. So yes, I'm in. You're in, even though you don't know what the quest is, to Gold Hill City. Um, If it's even still there, I believe it's been abandoned for quite some time. Branthos pulls up As a token of appreciation for your help in solving my master's murder, I wanted to give you some items that I knew he would want you to have. And and the day's ride goes smoothly as you clamber north away from Terme. Brantos, do you know about one bad mamajama called Buriel? I can't say that I I know that name. When you reach the glint of gold, you see several images materialize in front of you. You can hear whispers of the past as you see the images, and you again see the ancient dwarven king who once ruled at Gold Hill City. You see his eyes lock onto something glowing brightly in the darkness, and then the scene goes dark. Across the ravine, near your camp, and you see the glow of the golden hammer long in the distance, and you watch as it descends into the mountains, and you see it come to a rest in the deepest, darkest cavern under the earth, and you suddenly know one thing for sure. It is still there to this day. The hammer is real, and it is in Gold Hill City. So you're gonna see that it's not just a mountain, Mr. Dragon Man, but instead it's a beautiful city, or at least it once was. Felosiel, you feel this same thing happening, and you are able to hold on to your flail, and the flail goes flying down this tunnel with you hanging on to it. You see a large pile of scrap metal formed up in the shape of a large troll or humanoid type figure. Um, and so we just ran into this, uh, what, uh, let me read how I described it last time. Um, you see a great metal golem made of scraps of metallic machinery standing in your way. In one hand, he has a giant horseshoe shaped magnet, which is now littered with all of your metal, metal weapons. And his other hand has a great electrified fist that teems with electric energy. A small amount of smoke rises from the fist as the lightning crackles through this being. Um, and Felosiel is currently dangling from the giant horseshoe-shaped magnet. Um, you're about probably five to ten feet off the ground. So total, he's like 25 feet tall? Uh, yeah, I'd say he's like 15. I, I think he's like 15 to 20 feet tall. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, follow-up question. Did all of our fairy lights go flying, or uh, am I being, like, choked to death by my necklace? Uh, I'm going to say that the only thing you managed to hold on to was the weapons that you would normally have drawn in a battle. Everything else that was on you is just off of you now um, that had metal in it. So, okay. And yeah. And so the rest of you are 
some distance down the the tunnel from this um but as soon as Felosio went flying Branthos sort of took off after her and you all followed him and so you aren't that far from her when you see this whole scene unfolding and the surroundings are as follows there is uh there's the main central road that this thing is standing in the middle of and on either side um there's sort of some old equipment from some sort of milling operation or some kind of mining operation that that functioned in this area There's a large cargo chute of some sort above the left side of the road where carts would have been filled. There's an old train or cart track um, under that chute, and there are several levers that you see on the walls on either side near this old equipment. And that's what you see. So I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative, please. I got 19. So uh, I got a 22. Hillsburg, what'd you get? 13. 13. And Genril? Nine. Nine. And I will roll for Branthos. He gets a five. Come on, Branthos. Roll better than a five. All right. So we are going to have a battle. Oh, boy. Dort, everyone. First up is going to be Flint. All right. So... So we have so all of our metal items are taken away from us then, right? Correct. They are stuck to the giant magnet on this thing. So that would be my horseshoe darts, my warhammer, um, and see, would my queasy brake shoving would that be another one that's that's gone? <laughs> I believe so. It's made of hardened steel, if I remember correctly. So I pretty much have nothing, essentially. And I've used your wits, my friend. So can I investigate the uh, like lever over there and the like is, to see if there's like a way that I could use that or something I could do? Yeah, with that? totally. You could uh, you could definitely investigate one of the levers if you would like. Yeah. Um, which one would you like to check out? Let's do the one by the carts over there. Okay. To the so you can walk over and uh, take a look at that. Um, give me an investigation check. All right. Oh, I got a twelve. So you can't really tell what this lever goes to just by looking at it. Um, you can just see that it's some kind of industrial lever um, on this on the wall of this chamber. Okay. Can I... How far away from this magnet man am I? Um, I would say you are about 25 feet from him once you get to this lever. All right. So can I try and, like, pull... Um, Felocial down from there? Like, can I try and run up and, like, kind of get her down? Yeah, you could probably get to her. Um, you may not have much movement left to get away with her, but if you wanted to, like, go and, like, stand under her in case she falls or something, you could do that. All right. Um, <laughs> that seems like such a waste of a turn. Uh, and uh, there's a very high chance I'm going to fall off. Yeah. So okay, I'll I'll be her like little parachute at the bottom. Then let's. let's okay. So Flint, Flint has run over to her. the giant golem and is like running around like a cartoon character with his hands held up, like he's going to catch her. Uh, like well, and, all uh, four yeah. foot eleven of me, just just sitting perfect here waiting. Yep. Um, okay, then that is the end of Flint's turn, and that brings us to um, that brings us to Flosiel. Okay, I so I'm kind of on his hand right now. Yep, you are currently. I'm going to say holding on to the handle of your metal flail, okay. which uh, the head of which is stuck to his magnet, um, and the chain is sort of like partly stuck, but you're just like hanging from the wooden handle. Okay, 
Um, I want to try to like climb up his arm and get onto his back where he can't okay. reach me. Make me an acrobatics check. Let's see if you are able to pull that off. That is 16. Uh, I think that's good enough. So you managed to, well, you can tell me how you do it, actually. How are you going to do that? Um, I think I'm going to kind of like swing backwards and then forwards to get momentum and like get my legs kind of up around this wrist and then just start climbing up um, up the arm. And I want to be like right on his back, kind of piggyback style if I can. Okay. Are you going to like stand back there? Are you like grabbing onto him? I'm going to like grab onto the neck area and I want to like investigate him. And I think being up here, I'll get the best vantage point. So I want to see since he's magnetic, if there's like a switchboard or anything on him. Um, okay. Give me an investigation check. And just like see, yeah, see what all is going on. 15. So you don't see any, I guess, electronic source of energy for this thing from where you're standing it just looks like it's a big pile of randomly assorted metal that sort of formed into this shape because you can actually what you do see is that there are like old pieces of broken mine carts and like what looks like some of the gears from a train and pieces of shovels and pickaxes and all sorts of stuff that have formed into this monstrosity okay, okay. do i don't know like how many of those count as like actions um, I think that your investigation would be your action there. Okay. So I I like have two attacks. Could I do one more thing or no? Yeah, you could you could do a single attack, I think. We're probably bending rules there, but that's fine. Uh, I'm going to take off one of my beads from my new necklace of randomness and throw it at the ground kind of near Flint, but not like right on him in case it's something like big or bad or something like that. Okay. So hopefully right. it's something he can use. Can you roll a D10 for me, please? Yeah. Five. Uh, all right. So, Felosio, you take this wooden bead off of your necklace and I'm assuming heroically shout and throw it on the ground at the feet of this monster. And oh, yeah. as soon as it hits the ground, you see a brilliant flash of light just for a moment. And... All of a sudden, there is a bamboo fishing pole laying on the ground. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Nice. Here you go, Flint. Flint, catch. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> this ought to help. This will work. I'll smack him with a bamboo <laughs> pole. That'll get him. You're going oh, God. for him. Hey, mister, you knock it off. Yeah, stop <laughs> it. Stop holding my friend. Stop hurting my friend. Uh, what is the, the string of the fishing pole made out of? It's just like uh, I, I had some sort of thin filament. It's not metal, though. Okay. Um, it does have mm. a metal hook on it, though. Oh, dang <laughs> But for now, oh, it's just ooh. sitting on the yeah. ground. Hold so. on tight to that, Flint. Um, all right. Next up is going to be the metal man. And oh, what no. is he going to do? Jesus. Oh, no. So he is going to give us all of our stuff back. <laughs> Fucking rock, be like, Sorry. He yeah. says, I've rethought my life decisions and <laughs> I realized I was being a dick. Shall I join um, you in your quest? <laughs> <laughs> um, do, no. do you so follow he, Talos? He seems to... My son. My son. 
so there's sort of a momentary lapse in during which Felosio manages to scramble up onto his back and Flint runs to his feet and then he lurches to life and he first looks down at his magnet and sees that there are weapons hanging there um, but Felosio is no longer there and so he looks down and in the process sees Flint in front of him and he is going to make a couple of attacks at Flint. Don't worry, Flint, you uh, have that fishing pole. Um, <laughs> You're going to be I got, fine. <laughs> I got my bamboo rod. That'll get him. <laughs> the first attack is a 21, and the second is a, an 18. And they will both hit. All right, so Flint is going to take a couple of hits, and oh boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Flint is going to take he is going to take 26 slashing oh, or bludgeoning damage from this hit. All right. I'll take it. Um, and and you um, also, can you make a uh, strength save for me, please? Yes. Um, wait, could I just hit the thing on next to strength on the sheet here? Yeah, you should be able to. Okay. So like the plus two. All right. Come on, Ant or Flint. Oh no! Oh God! Four. <laughs> oh no! So, well, so you, uh, oh, when he hits you, he kind of hits you with like a punch, like a swipe, and then kicks out at you with his right foot, and this, the right foot catches you clean and sends you flying against the wall. Um, you are actually knocked prone, so you're unable to stay on your feet. Great. So you have now been thrown over by the lever by the carts again, and you are kind of laying on your back there at the moment, and. Next, he actually turns toward the group of Mace Corps, Branthos, and Genril. Dude. And he <laughs> sees them, and he actually sort of raises up his electrified fist and punches it straight into the ground. And a bolt of electricity sort of travels from that fist in the direction mm. of the three of you. So could you please make a dexterity saving throw? If you have proficiency, oh, oh, I already added it. Oh, so I got a, I got a non-natural twenty. Excellent. And I have, so I take. Oh wait, I rolled the wrong dice. Hang on. <laughs> oh no, four. <laughs> uh, what is your dexterity modifier? Do you have any? Plus two. So I got okay. a two. And oh, okay, I gotcha. Um, okay, so, so Branthos, <laughs> Branthos, and Mace Corps, you managed to actually dodge out of the way of this. Um, and Genril, this electricity strikes right at you um, as it as it comes across across the floor. It arcs up right towards your chest. I'm assuming you have your shield still. I do. Correct? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Okay, so the shield actually absorbs this electricity. Um, so you are not going to take any damage, and your shield is now gr- glowing brightly with the same color, uh, sort of like this purplish-white colored electricity that this thing had in it. Ooh, um, nice. So Ooh. Um, that is the end of the, the golem's turn. So it is now Mace Core's turn. Um, I'm just up on top of his back, and I'm like, are you guys all right down there? That didn't look very good. <laughs> we're, we're fine. <laughs> it's good weather up here. You should join me. Can I do a a like history or investigation check on anything about this magnet man? Well, well, what specifically are you hoping to learn? Can I ask Branthos if he knows anything about this magnet man that we could help defeat him? Uh, You could, you could just kind of do that in, in 
conversation before your turn starts, I think. Can I do it now? Yeah, that's fine. Brantos, do you know what this is? How do we win? Do I look like I know what's going on, lad? This is You know everything. <laughs> I I don't know anything. Just <laughs> let's just try not to die. Okay. Excellent. Um, well, I, <laughs> useless, useless, Brantos. useless. Um, well, I have no, I have no uh, weapons because he took my sword and my arrows. Are the are the exploding arrows also metal? Um, my bow. I would say that you actually still have those on you um, mm-hmm. because they they have like powder, but um, you're good. So they, yeah, those didn't leave your grasp, but your normal arrows with their metal uh, tips did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And your bow, um, I believe your bow is also metal. Okay, so I can't actually launch them. You can't launch them with a bow. But I can launch them with something else. A fishing pole. Yeah. <laughs> a, a bamboo rod. A bamboo like, fishing pole. Whip, whip it around like a sling. Just, well, just, I have the thing, right? Just launch me, and I'll hold on to it. And just yeah, I could. Yeah. yeah. Um, Camera throw. Are you dead? Are you almost dead, Anthony? Uh, I got like 27 hit points left. Oh, so, okay. All right. Yeah, we're good. What I'm going to do, uh, are you, you both are pretty well Felicio you're on the magnet man right and yeah. but no one else is no one else no. is yeah no it's just me I'm on the back of his neck I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna do a level two spell it's called spike growth and it takes one action and the ground in a 20 foot radius centered on a point within range twists and sprouts spikes and thorns the area becomes difficult to rain for the duration when a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. The transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that it can't see, any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is, uh, must make a perception check against your spell save unless they recognize it. Okay. So I'm going to cast the spell in a 20-foot radius uh, where the Magnet Man is standing. Okay, and it causes spikes to grow up out of the ground? Yes. Um, is Flint underneath of me still? No. No, he got He's knocked out the of there. He's okay. over by the carts. He's over okay. by the uh, So that's what I'm going to do. So anytime the uh, Magnum Man moves uh, every five feet, he takes uh, 2d4 piercing damage Ooh. in a 20-foot area. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice. Or any anytime anyone else does. <laughs> too. Uh-oh. Okay. And do you ca- you cast it like right in the center of him? So yeah. So if he moves, he'll take damage. Okay. So, and then um, he has to like. What was the perception check thing? Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom a perception check against your spell. Save DC to recognize the terrain as hazardous before entering. Oh, okay, but he's like in it already. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Very nice. At least that's what I intend to. Love it. Um, anything else on your turn? Well, that took my action, so um, that's it for now. Okay. Um, next up is going to be Genril. Alrighty. Can um, I need to? T- um, can I cast two spells, or is that like is a spell an action? Yeah, a spell is your action. Okay. Mm, okay. Unless it says bonus action, but for the most part, those will be cantrips. No, um, no, I'm just, if I, what I did, if I did the spell I wanted to do, I would hurt you. So I'm not gonna, I wouldn't do what, do. do what you need to. <laughs> All 
Uh, okay. Uh, well, let, um, I will. All right. I'm going to do it. You ready? This is, this might hurt. I am going to cast a shatter spell at the giant metal monster. Ooh, nice. Yes, a, sa- a sudden loud ringing noise painfully erupts from the point of my choice. Each creature within a 10-foot sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Nice. A creature made of inorganic material such as metal has disadvantage on this saving throw. Ooh. Let's go. Nice. Ooh. All right. Shut up. So do I roll a dice? So I believe I have to make a constitution save against your um, spell save number, which will be on your last page. And I guess I will too. Yeah, and you better jump far because I'm not trying to hurt you. (laughs) Well, I'll still be on his back. I'll still take the damage. I'll just uh, hopefully get half. The golem's first roll is a natural 20, but he has disadvantage, correct? Yes. And then he rolls a 11. What's what saving throw is this? Constitution. Constitution. Um, I got a twelve, and then I go. So, what is your uh, spell casting save on your last page of your character sheet? That's the name. That's the number we're trying oh, to beat. 14. 14. Okay, so plus, we both. And then I have plus six spell attack bonus. Well, so so this would be just for the save number. Um, we did not make that save number, so. Um, so what happens? So we take three d eight damage. Is that right? Three d eight thunder damage. Nice. So you can nice. that. Oh, I roll that. Yes. Oh, d eight. That's a different thing. Okay, sorry. I'm getting it. You guys, I'm getting it. Twelve. Twelve total. Oh wait, what else do I add to it? I don't know. Did uh, the spell description probably would have said if there oh, was wait, any kind I'm of sorry. bonus? Yeah, I have it pulled up. Hang on. Got it. Got it. Got it. Damage increases by one d eight for each slot level above t- second. Uh, no, it doesn't really say on the spell. Okay, so it must just be 3d8. So that would be 12 damage. Yeah. Yes. Unless you threw it as if, unless you threw it as like a level five spell. But I think she was doing uh, level two. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, level two. Okay, perfect. All right. So describe what this looks like to me. And uh, Felicity will make sure you take those 12 damage as well. Okay. So um, the, uh, a, uh, uh, Cloud forms above the metal monster's head and a purple bolt comes down from the cloud and starts to crack the monster right down the center. And I'm really hoping that my friend Flosiel can get off of this creature's back before he mm-hmm. breaks into a, a million bits. So he is starting to become unstable. So you see, yeah, you see this thunder wave hit him and some flecks of metal sort of peel off of his legs. Um, he's he's still looking pretty stable on his feet, but you can see that you did blast away a little bit of the debris, um, and it doesn't really like reform or anything like that. Um, it seems like you can kind of chip away at him. Okay, and you just see Felosio gritting her teeth in pain as this washes over her. I'm really sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I was trying to shatter him. Still alive. Our friend Branthos is up, and Branthos seeing all of this go down and having quickly told Macecore that he doesn't know what is going on, he makes a quick run to the right side of the room and you see him pull a lever. Um, He comes to the first lever on the right and he pulls it and... Does he have to make a strength check for that or he can just do it? 
Uh, he will be making a strength check. I was just checking to see what happens if he succeeds. Okay. So he manages a 16 on his strength check, and he pulls the first lever on the right side of the tunnel. And when he pulls this lever, coal begins to pour out of the chute that you saw on the left side of the tunnel. So, like, big chunks of coal uh, start pouring out of this chute and forming a big pile of coal right down below that. And that is the end of Brianthos' turn. And that brings us back to Flint. All right. So what do I have to do to get back up, right? So that will just use up some of your movement speed. Okay. Um, So I'm trying to think. I want to either pull this lever right in front of me or I summon Boris right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm debating what to do as my, because my turn would be to summon the boar or I use it to try and turn this lever. I don't know. I think that you probably could do both since you're laying right there by the lever. All right, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna Whoa. I'm gonna go ahead and nice. do that then. Okay, so do a uh, strength check. Let's see if you can pull the lever. Oh, come on, Flint. From just yeah, like this... laying on the ground, is he gonna reach up, or did he stand up? He's trying to use yeah. it to stand up, actually. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm using the lever to get. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eleven. That is just good enough. And oh, yeah. So you, you pull this lever and you nice. hear it clang to the bottom. And as this lever falls, let's find out what happens. Let's go. Um, as this lever falls, a grate in the middle of the road, just behind the golem, screeches open. So it was like sort of a large storm drain type grate. Um, and you hear it kind of like, you know, like, like an un greased piece of metal that has rust on it it like screeches open um and it's slowly opening so it's like a pretty slow process but you can see that that lever triggered this to open um and right behind him right behind so him? it's almost immediately behind the golem Ooh, and okay. what you can see is that there are some cart tracks that appear to lead right into this opening that the uh the grate is leaving oh okay all right and then okay. uh you're gonna summon boris I sure am. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. Where is uh, Boris? Let me try to. I don't have him on my character list. Uh, I'll have to find a giant boar here in a second. But where are you going to summon him? Um, So he can actually do an attack on this, right? But I can just sort of put him in a. Yeah, you can put him in the position. Um, I think there's probably like wherever you can see in the battle here, I would say you can place him anywhere on there. All right, I'm going to put him, like, within maybe five feet or so um, in front of the the magnet guy. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, to the left a little bit. Like that? Yes, yeah, like right there. Okay. Excellent. Boris is in the, in the game. Um, and can you roll an initiative roll for him so I can get him in the order? Yep. Would it just be my initiative? Just use for him? Um, Would it... Just not uh, the plus the, three, maybe? Just like a regular initiative without... Uh, if you can find the boar, giant boar stats, he should uh, have a okay. uh, dexterity number. Oh, uh, okay. Just give me one second. Uh, dexterity. Yeah, he has plus zero, so he'd just be a regular 20. Gotcha. All right. So he got a three. All right, Boris. He's going at the end of the <laughs> not- order. Not a good nice. start, Boris. Not a good start. But, well, but the good news is that he still does get a turn this round then, because if he had 
I guess he couldn't have oh, rolled nice. higher than yeah. you, but if he had, he would have been skipped. So, um, all right. So Boris is standing in front of the metal creature, and uh, I believe that's the end of Flint's turn, which brings us to Felosio. Um, let's see. I'm going to whisper to my medallion, uh, and I'm this time I'm gonna be like, "Bring it on!" and that's gonna activate it for extra AC. Um, so I get a bark like skin on me. And then let's see, I'm going to put in my teeth of biting and try to bite this guy's neck. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Make a, an attack roll. That is 15. That is going to miss. Dang it. That's unfortunate. And then I guess, uh, so my bite missed and I don't have any other weapons really except for a wooden shield. So I'll just punch him with my fist. All right, unarmed strike. Give him a- (laughs) That is- Probably not going to hit. That's a 12. That's going to miss. Okay. So you you kind of punch down on his shoulder plate, and it doesn't seem to cause him any distress, or even he doesn't even take any notice. And it is his turn, and he sees Boris standing in front of him, and he's going to make a couple of attacks at Boris now out of anger because he doesn't understand this thing. In order to do that, he is going to have to move just a bit. And so I believe he's going to take some damage from the spikes around him. How does that work again, Mace Core? 2d4 piercing for every 5 feet. All right, he's going to have to travel about 10 feet to Boris, so he's going to take 2d4. So he's going to take 8 piercing damage as he walks, so you see little pieces of metal getting stuck in the various spikes as he walks, and it slows him down a bit. Um, And as he gets there, he's going to lash out at Boris with a couple of swings of his fist. The first one is an 18. And the second one is a 20. No, Boris. Boris. Just give him a chance. I just wanted to take a quick moment here in the middle of the episode to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you may be listening, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts because that's a way for us to be noticed by more people who would enjoy our show. I also want to remind you that if you look in our show notes, you can find a link to all of our social media. Please feel free to reach out to us on any of our social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends. I think that's everything, so let's get back to the show.
is going to take 32 oh bludgeoning god. Oh damage. God. Oh, Boris. So Jeez. Boris isn't looking too happy. Um, and uh, that is going to be the end of the Golem's turn, and that brings us to Macecore. Hmm. So I have in my... Remember we went to the... We went. We found an old bar, and I have a barrel of cherry liqueur. Yep. I'm yep. wondering we can light it on fire. Um, or if I... Fling it to him if it will burst into flames because he's electric. What do you guys think? We do have a bunch of coal down here with us now. I was going to say the coal. Yeah. Light the coal on fire? The coal. Yeah. Jordan, well, where is the coal compared to the goblin? Um, hold on. Like I'll, I'll put a picture of it on here. And I guess the question is, are, is there just coal dust everywhere and we're all just going to be incinerated? Yeah, I'm curious. If we I, do this. I, have, I would have a way to... Um, if I'm allowed to say this, I have a way to set it on fire, even if it doesn't catch on fire. Ooh, let's do I can, it. I, I can set it on fire if you throw the liqueur on the coal. Yeah, we should we should definitely set it on fire. And then, and, okay, Jordan, there's like, like a, a opening behind him that. that yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so that's like a trap door almost. So like, so it's like it's like a big old chute that goes into the road, and it's like. You can't really see from where you are whether it goes straight down or if it's just down a d- steep slope. But the the cart tracks basically lead straight into this opening in the in the road behind. And him. that's right behind him. Yes. Okay. I have a barrel of this cherry liqueur we found. What if I throw it on the coal, guys? What do you guys think about that? I think that's a great idea. I might have a way to do something with that. Do it, sir. Do it. This oh. is kind of like you see that movie Thor where he hits the hammer. Is that what we're doing here? It's similar, but not quite as um, not quite as manly. <laughs> so it was too manly for me when he did it before. So I appreciate that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run and I'm well. I'm gonna put the throw the cherry liqueur onto the coal. Okay. Do I have to roll something for that? Give me a uh, dexterity attack and just see. Are you gonna toss it or are you gonna like run it over there and pour it on? Um. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it. Then yeah, give me. I'm a, gonna toss it. <laughs> I'm gonna toss it. Uh, I'm tossing it. Pelosi is very worried yeah. about this plan. Take cover, Boris. <laughs> I got a oh, pig roast. I have a pig roast. I know, I'm scared. <laughs> got a twelve. A twelve. Uh, that's good enough. So the the small barrel of cherry foul cherry liqueur crashes onto this growing pile of coal, um, and it it cracks open, and you see that the whole like top of this pile is now sort of like lighter fluided. Can I can I move or is it is that all? Yeah, yeah, you can move. Do I have enough movement to move towards the other lever north of Branthos? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could get there. I think I, you're gonna have to go I, out gonna, around a little bit, but I think that's great. Actually, give me a, give me an athletics movement. check. Let's see if you're able to make it there in one go. Eight. Uh, you don't quite make it there. So you kind of get okay. uh, you get level with Branthos, and now you're about ten to fifteen feet from this lever, um, and uh, just a bit in front of the golem. Excellent. Uh, Anything else? Yeah, I'm thinking about the cod piece. 
<laughs> but then it you screws up everyone else. You thinking about your cod piece. Actually, I'm going to use... Um, I'm going to going to use one of the one of my level one of my level uh, three charges of the braces. Which one of you guys is hurt more? Can I heal Boris? You could, yeah. Felosio, <laughs> are you are you injured a lot? I'm I'm a little hurt, but um, I'll I'll be okay. Boris needs it the most. He's got ten hit points left. I'm going to use one of my level three charges of healing word, and that's shucky ducky <laughs> on, on Boris. And it's a uh, 3d4 plus dex. Um, oh, four. <laughs> ten, 10 points for, for nice. Boris. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, Boris. How lovely. I'm all done. All right. Uh, that brings us to uh, Genril. Um. I I can I go towards the lever? Yes, you can. I have nim- I have nimbleness, which says I can move through any space with a, of any creature larger than myself. Oh yeah, so you can go directly instead of having to go out around. So you can get there. All right, I'm going. I'm waiting by the lever, but I'm going to call lightning to light our cherry liqueur. Oh God! <laughs> All right. How does that work exactly? Can you do that inside the cave? Yes, I can. I mean, yes, I can. Um, uh, I blah, 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 blah. A storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder that is 10 feet tall, centered on a point that I can see. The spell fails if I can't see the point. Blah, blah, I can see the point. When you cast the spell, choose a point. A bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to that point. Each creature within five feet must make a dexterity saving throw. But I'm not trying to kill anyone. I'm just right, trying to light right. the cold yep. fire. So... Um, uh, if I'm outside, it gives me control over the storm. That's not true. Um, when you cast the spell, damage increases by 1d10 for every slot above third. So I just am calling lightning to the coal. What level spell is that? What level spell is it? Um, hang on. Uh, level three. Level three. Yep. 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 yep, yep. Okay, cool. So um, just make sure you're keeping track of how many... Got it. Uh, you've used, we'll but yes. So you call lightning, and it strikes the top of the pile of coal. And what happens is pretty instantaneous. Um, the liqueur does, in fact, cause a large fireball to erupt. Um, <laughs> and there was also a good bit of coal dust. And as soon as there was enough heat, you now see a, a column of flame just climbing up into the chute above the road. Um, as more coal and dust comes out of this chute. And so there's sort of just this like, almost like a fire waterfall situation happening now coming out of the ceiling. And I'm going to say that that fireball is big enough that it's actually going to hit Flint, the Golem, Seal, and Boris just a bit. So go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw, each of you. Oh, and Flint, you stood up your last turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. The, with the lever. All right, I got a 26. Oh, yeah, you're good. Um, I got four. Boris got 18. All right, so Boris Ooh. and Flint, you kind of see this coming right as this lightning hits. Both of you dive down and manage to escape being burned. Felosial, uh, the golem reacts slowly to this, as do you, um, and you are each going to take six fire damage from that. It could have been worse. 
Uh, is there a difference with me being susceptible to fire damage uh, because I have bark skin on? Uh, yeah, I think that means that you would take double that damage. Boy. <laughs> it says disadvantage against. So yeah, I guess that's kind of your terms. Well, no, that would mean that would mean that you had disadvantage on the saving throw, which you were going to fail either way. So you'll just okay. yeah, you'll just take the six damage. Okay. Yep. Um, great. Next up is uh, let's see. Is that the end of your turn, Genril? I assume. Uh, I think I moved and I cast a spell, yep. so I think Perfect. so. Um, that brings okay. us to Branthos. And he is now uh, sort of biding his time over here by this lever and appears to be happy to stand back and see what happens with you all. Um, and he proceeds forward to the second lever um, and is going to sort of hang out with Genril there for the moment and just wait and see what happens. Um, and that brings Fucking us Branthos. to Boris. C- Come on, Branthos, you lazy man. Boris, all right. Um, so I'm going to have Boris, he's going to go back, like move away and kind of do like a big U-turn and try and just run right into this guy. Going with the charge attack? Yeah, so he's going to do his charge attack. and um, all right. Tell him to beware the spikes. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's have them. Are the spikes still there? I would say that you'll you'll reach the metal guy right at the edge of the spikes because he had to walk forward to attack Boris at the front of the spike pit. Okay. All right. So, um, it says if the boar moves at least twenty feet straight toward a target, then hits it with a tusk attack on the same turn, the target takes an extra seven two d six slashing damage. Um, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on the um dc 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone all right so make the uh make the charge attack and we'll see if it hits all right so would that be a strength yeah that would be strength and i don't know if it gives you any like uh advantages or anything um i don't think so um all right i'm just gonna do with the strength see what he gets come on oh i got a nine that's going to miss, and then you get a uh, tusk attack. No. Yeah, I get a tusk attack. All right. So that would that be strength too? Yes. That's like a melee attack. Okay. That will be a twenty. That will hit. Okay. All right. So then two d six. All right. Two d six plus three. All right. So let me see. So I got a twelve damage. 12 nice um that is going to take a little chunk out of our metal friend again so you see as boris sinks a tusk into this guy and sort of rips it away um i would say his left leg uh or it looks like boris probably hit his right leg so his right leg um one of the plates peels away and you can see a lot more of the electricity pulsing underneath the surface of that leg um almost like blood in a vein uh pumping up and down through this thing and next up is going to be Flint. All right. Um, oh, man. Can can I try and... Is this lever like... Can I pull this lever again? Will it do anything else? Or is it just basically like... Is that it? Uh, you could try it as a as like your first bonus action and then... Yeah, let me, let me do that. Okay. I'm going to try. Uh, go ahead and make a strength uh, check okay. and see if it pulls. All right, I got a 17. All right, so uh, 17 does successfully throw the lever again, 
And this time when you throw this lever, let me just check and make sure that it was the one I'm thinking it was. Um, when you throw this lever, the grate that had opened up behind the golem is now slowly closing. Oh, um, great. So <laughs> it is closing Way to up. go. Um, nice. There it is. And okay. yeah, and then uh, what's your, uh, yeah, what else are you going to do on your turn? Flip it the other way. Yeah. Can I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. Can I try, can I do that? Can I literally take Yeah, you could try, yeah, my, you can just stand there. Gonna, you're just like, you're just like, open it again. <laughs> Flint's just cranking it again. I'm just, <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> this is my thing. This is what I like to do. Stars. All right, I got a 14 for that. Uh, that is not quite enough. And this, this oh, is oh, no. So it's like jammed now. Um, and Great. Uh, the grate is closing really slowly. So it was fully opened after, you know, having the lever be thrown for a full turn. Um, and now it is slowly closing. I would say about a foot of it closes on each of your turns now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's still a pretty big gap behind this thing in the ground. Next up is going to be Felosio. Okay. I'm going to take my rope out of, out of my backpack and essentially what I want to do is kind of like wrap it around his neck um, and tetherball myself around his whole body. <laughs> okay. Let's do two checks on that. We'll do a sleight of hand yeah. for the tying and either an acrobatics or an athletics check to see how well you swing yourself out around him. Okay. Uh, sleight of hand is... 16. All right. And then acrobatics is 11. All right. So you managed to tie this rope, loop it around his head area or what would be a head on a human. And uh, you swing yourself down from his shoulders, holding on to the rope. And it kind of slips over his shoulders and falls a little more quickly than you were hoping. Um, and so it's not real graceful, but you kind of get to the ground uh, a little faster than you were thinking and your legs are still pumping like you're running. And so you're kind of like running around in a circle, like a maypole, um, like, like mm -hmm. tying this rope around this guy. And, and it gets, it does tie uh, a couple of times around from like his waist down. So his legs have this rope loosely around them at this point. Okay. Uh, what did that count as for me? That will be a, an attack. That's going to be an action. Okay. Is Boris near me? Yes. Okay. Um, can I kind of like grab onto Boris's tusk and try to run with this rope in hand to try to trip the guy? So like me and Boris, our strength together, we're like trying to pull the rope to bring this guy down i would say that you can you're gonna have time to like bring the rope to boris but you uh you, after going around this guy a couple times you're not gonna have enough time to like try to pull him over okay but you, you could like yeah you can like wrap the rope quickly around boris's tusks if you want my other option would be can i do magic or no since uh, uh no since you already used your action okay then yeah, I'm gonna run over to Boris and we're gonna get ready to uh, pull this guy down when we have an opportunity. All right, let's go. And yeah, that's my turn. I don't have anything else. All right, so Felosial does this wacky 
spinning tetherball and Maypole move and manages to loop her rope around the, the waist and legs of this guy about twice. And now one end of it is tied to his neck and one end is tied to Boris's tusks or wrapped around them. Um, and next up is going to be the metal man. And he is going to turn toward... Uh, he's actually going to turn toward Macecor and Branthos and Genril. And without really taking any steps, he just sort of caught their eye um, as... Mace Core was trying to sneak by him, um, and he's seen a lot of movement on that side. And so he actually takes his magnetic arm this time and touches it to the ground. And I'm going to need you all to make a uh, dexterity saving throw, all the people I named. Seven. Seven. Oh, wait. Uh, nine. Oh, Branthos got a 12. So all three of you, uh, you react a little slowly on this. Um, as this giant metal man puts his big magnet against the ground, um, he uh, he seems to pulse with a lot of electricity into that arm, and you can see it brighten up for just a moment. And as he does this, curling uh, beams just bend up out of the ground underneath you, and each of you is going to take... 12 bludgeoning damage from these beams as they pop up out of the ground, almost like he was attracting them with this magnet for just a moment and uh, making rough terrain for you over there as well. What is that a type of, is it acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage? It is bludgeoning. Okay, so none of the above. So they're like metal beams that are in tunnels down below, essentially. Yeah, or maybe the road itself oh. was built with some metal structures to hold it in place. And uh, he basically just like peels these things up out of the ground like they were made of, or like the ground was made of icing or something. Um, and so like the shifting of the pavement and everything kind of jostles you around and you land back on it and take some bludgeoning damage. And that is the end of his turn. And that brings us to Macecore. Nothing to attack him. I think I am going to... I'm going to use the cod piece. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. I'm going to... I actually don't know if you have the cod piece. I think that it probably oh, is has it metal? metal in it. Okay. Metal. Oh, his alt was like, is the cod piece outside his pants? <laughs> <laughs> it just wanted <laughs> to make you say it. pants just ripped off. He made sure he told you after you went pew, 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 pew. pew. Yeah. Um, all right, so no cod piece. That's what you got to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move uh, into to my left, more towards the center in front of him. All right, so you're moving left across the tunnel and, and you're and, standing more and in back, front. And, like, further back. Okay, a little bit away from him. Yeah. And I am going to... What was I going to do? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my breath attack. Because yes. um, I have that. Let me just see. As an action, once per short rest, exhale a 15-foot cone. Constitution you don't have to DC. read the description in your character voice if you don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, Constitution DC 12, half damage on success for 2d6 cold damage. Okay, so he has to make a Act- constitution Oh, I'm sorry. Save. 3d6 because I'm level 6. So his yes. constitution is, uh, the roll I got was 15. All right, so it takes half damage. Um, okay. I'm going to do 3d6. Nice. Uh, 10, so you take five damage. Okay, excellent. And so when you, uh, it's like a cold breath, is that right? It's cold breath. Okay. 
Um, so you you rear back and you hurl this breath weapon at him, and you can actually see a couple of the joints in his arms uh, get a little frosted over when this happens, and he's like uh, he's trying to like shake it off because they're like not moving like he would like them to. Excellent. Um, anything else? That's it. Next up is Genril. Um, first, I'd like to to try to pull this lever up. All right, go for it. That's a strength. Yes, a strength check. Um, do um, I got seventeen? Oh, 19. That will do it. So you throw this lever. And when you do, you hear a clanking and creaking and uh, whispering metal sound. And the three large industrial-sized mine carts on the other side of the tunnel begin to creep toward the giant pile of burning coal. And they are accelerating slowly. But they have, uh, they're a little further away than this picture shows them. Um, they're, they're, you know, 50 or 60 feet back up the mine from where you all are battling this thing. And they are headed toward this pile of coal, which is to his uh, just about 10 feet to the side of this monster. Okay. Um, and now I will cast a gust of wind spell. All right. Which will push a strong wind 60 feet and will blast... I must succeed on a strength saving throw, but will blast any creature 15 feet away from me in a straight line. Oh, interesting. So can I move too or no? Yep, you have some movement. Because I'm nimble. So can I move? So my goal is to like get him somehow trapped in this hole in the ground. Oh, okay. So it, can I, yeah, like there, you yep. got it. And then I have to roll. So I roll a strength, yeah? Uh, yeah, it sounds like you have to make a strength check or something. So I, I have 17. Okay. And then does he have to do anything or just does. it yep. works? He does too. Yep, yep, yep. No, he has to do it too. Okay. So it has to. His strength check is an 11. So it works. So he gets pushed. And I, I was hoping because his legs were tied together that he might fall down. I think that he might. Um, so, <laughs> oh, nice. So this gust of wind hits this thing and... Its legs are tied up by this rope, um, not strongly tied, but enough that it can't really right itself in time. Add in the fact that it is now being dragged across these spikes by this wind as well, um, which I believe every five feet was 2d4. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Base core? Yes. Okay, so he's going to take... Keep him coming. <laughs> He is going to dirty take, bastard. He's going to take 17 piercing damage from the spikes mm-hmm. as he's dragged Ooh. across this uh, room by this gust of wind. And you see pieces of metal just flying down the tunnel behind him off of his body as he's sort of scraping along. And as he reaches the edge of the of the uh, spikes, his foot sort of catches on the last one, and that combined with the rope causes him to fall over. And the rope is now taut between him and Boris. Um, and he is laying prone, so on his back, with his head right near the opening in the floor. I may be little, but I am fierce. You're very fierce. Um, and I, you know what? I'm going to actually, he should actually, uh, because he fell, he's also going to take some bludgeoning damage from that. So he takes six bludgeoning damage as well. All right. Next up is Branthos. <laughs> so Branthos. uh <laughs> just going to. Again. <laughs> so Branthos, could you do something, my friend? Anything. Gets gets more com- 
gets more comfortable and watches. So Continue. this time, uh, Branthos does not just watch. As he watches Genril move and she blasts this thing onto its ass, he runs during that and hops on the back of Boris. Oh. And he spurs Boris's side and tries to get Boris to start pulling this thing toward the pile of burning coal. And so Boris is going to have to make a strength check against the monster's strength and see if he can drag it toward the uh, the burning pile of coal. All right. I think he might because that was not good. Felosio is just standing there with a worried look on her face because she doesn't want all her weapons to go down the hole with this guy. Trail. He's just stuck Same. at the top. He got an 11. And the monster got a 9. So Boris succeeds and uh, with Branthos spurring him on, he manages to pull the monster until he is leaning against this burning pile of coal. And there is just molten coal and fire raining down onto him. And he is going to take... He is going to take 18 fire damage. And Ooh. you can now see as this thing sort of lands in this pile of burning material that uh, there are sections of his uh, side and his right arm uh, in particular that are now completely melted down and it's just like electric bolts just flying out of this thing. Um, But it doesn't seem like he has great control and there's not much physical structure to it now. It's almost like a severed wire and there's just sparks spitting out of it. And that brings us to Boris. Finish him. So... (laughs) Boris bucks Branthos off. Oh, and I should say that um, after, as these last few turns have gone by, <laughs> the mine carts have now sped up just a bit. They are about 30 feet from the burning pile of coal right now. Um, so you've got the carts on the tracks headed for the pile of coal, which now has this monster sort of half laying on it. And then the closing grate is back behind him by about 10 feet, just to set the scene. All right. We should get our weapons back, my friends. So... Should I tell him to hit into him, into the, the pile of coal, or go back into the hole there? Maybe you should have him hit the carts and push them on faster. Mm, like that. Is he? So he's still attached to this guy, right? Yes. All right. So if all right. So I think I think you'd have a, an issue with him getting behind the carts to help them speed up. Because I don't know that the rope is long enough. So you'd have to drag this thing with you. Eh, It's 50 feet of rope. You can decide. Well, I was saying that it was short enough for him to drag this thing on his last turn. So unless it magically grows. I I double looped it around his neck. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try. So he's already into this pile of the coal. Yeah, he's he's about about half on the pile, I would say. All right. So then I'm going to try and go back and run into him and keep trying to push him into this even further. Nice. So Boris is going to, uh, Branthos is going to, uh, have an opportunity here to just hop off of Boris quickly. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I fucking just toss him. Maybe, um, Boris should hop on Branthos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. So I, so I hop on Branthos and Mm -hmm. (laughs) him in the ass and tell him to, um, all right, let's see. So this is a strength. Uh, yeah, so that would be your charge attack as a strength attack. Okay. Come on. All right, 18. That will hit. Yes. All right. So he's got for this 2d6. 
And all right, he got an eight on that. All right. And does um and then uh he has to roll, yeah. So you have to roll a um what would that be? Like a, Is it a strength save or something? I think it's a strength save. Yeah. Yeah, strength saving throw. Fifteen. Yeah, that's he's good. Shit. <laughs> Doesn't help. Um all right. So then I'll also do a tusk attack. All right. All right. So let's see. Get that. I got a 22. That'll hit. All right. Okay. So I got 14. All right. So um, Boris pulls this guy onto this pile of, of burning material with Branthos sort of like pushing him on and then turns and uh, throws Branthos off of his back and charges at the golem, manages to stick a tusk into his, uh, his non-burning leg and rip off a lot of the metal and then sticks the tusk back in more in his midsection and just peels away the metal. This thing is now looking more like a malfunctioning fuse box with just sparks and, and wires flying everywhere. Um, and he is not looking like he's fully in control of his body and he's still on fire. Um, as this coal just continues to rain down on fire out of the chute above. Um, and the carts have now reached about five feet from the pile and the machine. And that brings us to Flint. All right. I'm going to try and get behind these carts and see if I can get them to go a little faster right into this. Can I do that? All right. What would that be? That would be. Um, uh, give me an athletics check. Let's see if you can like rally behind them before they actually hit and give them a little uh, momentum. Oh, nice! I got a twenty-one. That'll do it. So you run behind the carts as you see them coming down the tracks um, while this whole thing with Boris is going down, and you really lean your shoulder into them and give them a little push. Um, and what happens next is going to be a bit of a mess. Um, Flint, I'm going to need you to make a quick dexterity save for me. Um, and we'll see what happens. All right, I got a 14. Okay, so Flint, you push the carts, and they speed up, and they collide with this pile of coal, just sending an absolute wall of burning material down the tunnel. Um, And as they hit this pile, they also connect with the midsection of this beast, and it basically just bursts apart, and its pieces scatter, The majority of it is sort of like clinging together with a static electricity, maintaining a basic shape. And as these carts push through, you see pieces of this thing scattering and uh, the large magnetic arm slides along with a burning pile of coal into the grate that had opened behind the monster. Uh, The monster, you see the electricity die down immediately and Flint you managed to dive out of the way of this waterfall of burning coal just at the right second. Um, and uh, we're out of initiative. Woo! Yay. Well, oh. we don't have any weapons left. I know. Oh. Oh my goodness. Did the weapons, are they like burned or? They're, they're they gone. went down that grate. Oh, sh- so I should have closed it. Your voice is going to be exhausted after this. <laughs> That's the real battle. Yeah, I was going to say.